0: Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness, and welcome to Quinn David Furness Presents the Beantown Podcast for Sunday, June 9th, 2019, year two. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? My name is Quinn. This is my show. I write it. I write it, it. I wrote it. It was written by me. I produce it. I directed it. Best boy, key grip, all that good stuff. Coffee intern. Uh, how's it going? Welcome. Uh, Greetings from Chicago, Illinois, where we've done probably, I don't know, at least more than five shows previously on the Beantown Podcast. And now, uh, coming to you live from home base, up here in gorgeous Rogers Park, the Park of Roger, Um, we we have moved Beantown Podcast, officially now housed out of the Midwest. We left Baltimore, so uh, it's exciting to be here, and and thank you for joining us on this crazy wild ride. If you couldn't already guess, we're going to be talking about the move a little bit. I don't have um, as many juicy stories and anecdotes about this particular move as I did when I moved from Chicago to Baltimore two years ago, but if anyone out there is interested in listening to that story, if you go back about a year in the Beantown Podcast archives, I believe June 2018, we had our Farewell to Farwell episode, and in that episode, I told my moving story, which was great, uh, but that's a fun episode too because we were joined by uh, former roommates Ryan and Sean, and even Steven was on, and then podcasting legend. John uh, Pandowski came on right at the end. It was crazy. Last 30 seconds. It was wild, but, um, yeah, we, uh, you know, we used to always say that Beantown Podcast was one of Baltimore City's top 500 podcasts. Well, I haven't thought of a good new replacement, uh, sort of for that. I also haven't pulled people, you know, there's no way we're making it into top 500 podcasts in Chicago because it's just such a bigger market, but, I don't know. I'll have to think about it, and I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. But for now, we'll just say it's it's a pretty good podcast in Chicago. Um, we are the People's Podcast. Don't forget to use hashtag friends of the podcast. When you're talking about the Beantown Podcast on social media, you don't forget to share us with your friends, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. We are on Twitter at BeantownCast, and you can always email us either through our website, BeantownPodcast.com, or you can email us straight to the source, uh Beantown Podcast at Yahoo.com. That's Beantown Podcast at Yahoo.com. And we would love to hear from you. We haven't gotten very many emails to Beantown Podcast at yahoo.com. The uh, the West African princes. Uh, remember Mr. Rock Chris. That was a great storyline from a couple months back now, but haven't heard back from Mr. Rock Chris. He kind of got a little upset because I was, you know, trying to get him to go have Jesus with me on a what was it, a diamond mine or something, or aluminum mine or something in central Pennsylvania? And he was getting frustrated. And, I, you know, it's just like this is business. It's business is business. So, not a lot of action on the email lately, but we're always, you know, we're always taking, you know, new questions, new concerns, comments, grievances, all that stuff. Uh, and thank you to all the Beaners out there. Um, I was wearing my t shirt around Chicago last night, I was on a trolley. And walking around town, getting you know drumming up some some excitement, you know, kind of sipping a beer and say, "Boy, have you listened to this Bean Town podcast?" And they say, "Boy, what's the Bean Town podcast?" And all of a sudden, I unzip my jacket and I thrust my chest at them like I'm Ariana Grande or something. I'm like, "This is the Bean Town podcast." Shout out to mom and dad for making me a customized uh, limited edition creator's choice uh, Y two K. Gray tinged, tinged is that a word? Tinted, twinged, tween hinge dating app. Uh, limited edition shirt. It still fits. So, um, but yeah. Uh, and then uh, listener discretion is of course advised when you're listening to the Beantown podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language, especially after a couple beers. You know, not that I'm like a foul mouth, but. If I'm not drinking anything, it's pretty rare for me to use anything beyond like damn or bitchin or, you know, some of the other soft ones. But you get you you get a couple a couple of brews in me and I might might drop an S word. I might drop uh the R word, rats. One of my favorites. So number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. Although, hey, you know what? We are sitting at what 17 months into the show and we're still getting like 400 listens an episode so we're pretty excited about that um we are in the new apartment and it's huge my old place you know you can see um some of you out there listening when you physically see like the thumbnail for the Town podcast some of you will see cowboy christmas but some of you will still see the original picture i don't know why it's why it's different, but um, the, that original picture is me sitting at my kitchen table on New Year's Eve drinking a bottle of champagne um, with the feet up on the table, tiger blanket in the background. Um, that was my old apartment, my old studio at 817 St. Paul Street, and what you see in the picture is pretty much all there was to the space, 420 square feet, not like the smallest studio you've ever seen, but pretty, pretty small. Um, this new place is 750 square feet, so... About oh boy, not good at math, but probably like I don't know what is that, like forty percent larger than what I had, which is pretty significant, um considering I had enough like stuff in my old studio to just like kind of round that out and it it didn't feel crammed, but I had a decent amount of stuff in there, now you add you know another forty percent worth of space, and I got almost nothing in here, so we're looking to get a couch. I'm trying to find something on Craigslist so I don't break the bank on that. Um, I'm close to pulling the trigger on a TV. Going to get one of those smart TVs, but also an HDMI cable so I can hook up uh, my laptop, watch Cubs games. It's going to be great. I have a back porch, I bought some, uh, you know, some of those. Uh, I don't know, lawn chairs is not the right word. Like the the collapsible chairs that go inside the little bag and. God, I don't know. What are those called? I don't even know. We used to bring them to soccer games growing up to, to watch siblings and stuff. But I got, a, I got two of those on my back porch, um, which, you know, not spacious, and there's nothing really to look at in the view, but it's good for, you know, sitting out there and shooting the breeze. And if I smoked, it would be really good, but I don't smoke. But I have a separate dining room. I have a living room where I'm sitting right now. I have a bedroom, which is, like, a pretty significantly sized bedroom for um Chicago standard Chicago bedrooms are typically a little bit smaller um this this one I have is huge. I have my bed in there, I have my dresser in there, a nightstand, big closet, and I still got a little bit of space so and if anyone has any if any of you beaners out there on the north side of Chicago are looking to get rid of anything, just let me know because i 'm taking buyers but i've got a kitchen too that 's always nice to have in an apartment it 's got a dishwasher which is nuts. I've been using it to, um, just like set things in there after I wash them so that they can dry. Um, I don't know if I'll ever actually use the dishwasher, like turn it on, but whatevs. And my fridge, oh man, I haven't even told anyone about this cause I, I never think about it. This fridge is like the fanciest, largest fridge I've ever seen. Um, French doors, there are all these like secret compartments there's an ice maker which i i don't use because i just have ice trays but um yeah you could fit like a family of six worth of food in there and i'm of course i have i fill up about two percent of it with my groceries because there's only one of me here but Yeah, it is. uh, It is large and in charge. It was a brand I'm trying to remember. It's in the other room. I I could go look at it. But it's a it's a not a common brand. It was like unexpected decisions or something. I don't know. I thought that was a plan B company. But um, yeah, it's it's huge. So hey, again, Call out to the beaners out there, anyone on the north side, if you're thinking, man, I wish I had more fridge or freezer space. I got some stuff that I just got to store or else it's going to go bad. Let me know because I'm renting out space in my unexpected decision fridge. Again, that's not the brand name, but I don't remember what it was. I digress. So we got here on Tuesday, and, uh, well, I'll just give you – where did we last leave you? Last Sunday – Got back from uh LAX red eye flight, which was fun for everyone. And then uh Monday, so worked a little bit Monday morning and uh got the truck. I left work at like one PM, got paid for a whole day, which was clutch, and um got the got the truck, took it back to eight one seven St. Paul Street, loaded it pretty much almost all by myself. I did have one coworker graciously uh who's also a neighbor or was a neighbor, um, helped me out with a couple of pieces, which I really appreciated. But um, yeah, the whole loading thing was pretty exhausting. It wasn't too hot, which was really fortunate because those Baltimore summers can get nasty, but it got lucky. It was like low 70s. Um, Loaded up the truck, took about four hours, got out of there at about 8 p.m. and just started driving. Um, So left as the sun was setting um, drove, you know, west into the sunset. So it got a little bit more sun than it normally would, which was nice, but, um, made it, uh, had some McDonald's in Hagerstown, which was clutch and eventually made it to like the Cleveland area. So I drove right through Pittsburgh, didn't stop anywhere on there, but I got to about, Cl- I got to Cleveland about 2am or so, or outside of Cleveland. And I was really feeling it at that point. And my mind was really starting to play tricks on me. Um, and I I knew it wasn't going to be safe to stay on the interstate for much longer. So I pull over, and I I try to take a nap. I was going to sleep for two hours. That's what I set the alarm for. I made it about 45 minutes before I um, actually woke up because it was too cold. So I'm wearing shorts and a T-shirt, right? It's July. But it was like high 50s um, outside, and it started to catch up to me inside of the cab and uh, so after 45 minutes, I was I was up, and that's not a good feeling when you haven't slept at all, and you sleep for 45 minutes in the middle of the night, and then you wake up, and you're like ready to go again, um, but I didn't know what else to do, because I couldn't sleep, so I started driving again, I got some coffee, but at that point, I was just feeling really icky. You know how you feel when it's just been a little bit too long without sleep, or if you just have like One too many beers. It's almost like you're hungover. Honestly, you're just sitting there, like feeling real gross, and your mind is not fully charged. And physically, you're running on empty. I made it another like forty-five minutes or so to another uh, one of the like travel oases along the the turnpike there, and I was just like, man, I can't do this. So I pull over, I try to sleep again, set another two-hour alarm. This time, it worked slept for two hours, woke up right as the sun was coming up, um, got some more coffee. So at this point I've had like almost three hours of sleep, which is not great, but better than no hours of sleep. And, uh, that was around Toledo. And from there I drove straight, uh, from the Toledo area to Chicago, hit some Chicago traffic, but nothing too bad. Um, Oh, this, this was stupid. So I'm driving in Northwest Indiana between South Bend and Chicago or the South Bend and the Illinois state line doing just fine. You know, I got like 45 minutes supposedly left on this trip. It would end up being like two hours, but I'm like, you know, 30 miles from Chicago and Queen comes on the radio, Bohemian Rhapsody. And you get to the middle part where you're doing some headbanging and stuff, you know, um, uh, what what's the Mike Myers Dana Carvey what is that Wayne's World um doing like the Wayne's World opening and i so i i notice out of the corner of my eye i sort of peer over into my mirrors i see oh and i should mention driving on 90 across the top of Indiana there were there was a cop on uh pretty much every single one of the like turnarounds there was just a cop sitting there and these were every probably like 4 or 5 miles I have never seen the whole effing Indiana state police must have been out there hanging out because, and it was, this was a Tuesday afternoon at about one or Wednesday afternoon about 1 PM. This wasn't like a drunk driving thing. This was just, I guess this is what, I guess this this is what they do all day. I don't know. Um, so I'm driving and I'm headbanging and, um, all of a sudden a cop, in a, his white car, pulls up. Um, so I'm in the right lane. He's in the left lane. He starts. He pulls up to the side of me. I notice he's sitting right there. Um, uh, so I like stop head banging, so, cause I'm just like, okay, what are you doing, man? And he starts to speed up, at like he's gonna make the pass. And then he gets just about clear of me. And then he slows way down. And, of course, I'm going a consistent speed, and I'm not speeding at all. I didn't, I didn't speed on this whole trip um, because I, I didn't need to. Also, those trucks take a long time to slow down. So at this point, he slows way down and then gets behind me in the right lane. And I'm like, okay, obviously, something's, something's up here. I have no idea what it is. I was confident that I wasn't doing anything wrong. Um, which foreshadowing would turn out to be the case, but he 's driving behind me for like thirty seconds without any sort of uh you know no siren, no flashers, nothing he 's just hanging out riding my butt, uh, and so i 'm getting real parano- paranoid at this point. i 'm like, what the heck is going on, and finally, he turns on his sirens or not even his sirens, just his just his lights and something like all right, so I pull over along the side of i ninety there close to the Chicago or close to the Illinois state line. And I at this point I'm I'm not even like anxious or paranoid. I'm I'm just I'm so tired and so like so close to being done with this drive and it's like oh, what the come on, what what's going on here? What's the deal with traffic stops? And so there's two cops, they get out and they come up to my my passenger side window and they're just chatting with me you know we're, we're all white so no issues you know hands up don't shoot and we're just talking and he's like where are you where are you coming from like baltimore and where are you going chicago and he asked what i'm doing in chicago I said well i'm moving there uh you know i got a new job there at depaul and this was this was sign number one that this was just like a weird traffic stop we spent like 15 seconds of him being like DePaul with a W and I was like no DePaul the one in Chicago and he's like I know there's a DePaul somewhere and I was like yeah I know it's like very close to where we are right now in Indiana and I was like no DePaul like the Catholic school in Chicago and he's like there's a DePaul in Chicago and I was like yes it's spelled differently I don't know how you never I mean you know not that DePaul is like the national leader in anything but it's the largest Catholic school in the U.S. Basketball team's pretty historic. Like, I don't know. It just seems like something you would know about if you lived in Indiana. But I, I I digress a little bit here. So we're you know we we chat for like a solid ninety seconds, and he's like, "You got your uh, you got your license?" I'm like, "Yeah, I handed my license, which is still an Illinois license because I never changed it when I lived in Maryland." He never said anything about that, but um, I gave him my uh, my license and the rental contract, which was printed out he and his buddy go back to their uh their car they're there for like three minutes and they walk back and then things get really weird he's like so he's he hands me my stuff back he's like clean bill of health and i was you know i didn't say anything but i was like yeah no duh like um and he's like you looked a little tired driving and i was like oh well you know it's been like 14 hours, but I still feel good, you know, I had some coffee. Uh it was like you were you were nodding your head a little bit. I was like, Oh, I was, you know, listening to some queen, like doing some head banging and he starts laughing. I'm like, Okay. At this point I don't know like you know, he's got nothing on me, but I'm also like, is he gonna make me do anything? He's being really chummy, like is this like when you know, you you butter someone up and then you get, so they take the bad news better? Like what what's the deal here? Um, And then he just starts, he's like, so uh, you you watch The Wire, you're from Baltimore. And I was like, oh, I've seen the first season. I was like, oh man, I'm knee deep in the fourth season right now. And then we spend the next, a solid 90 seconds to two minutes, which is a long time when you're like just sitting there talking to a cop. Talk. He's telling me about like his favorite moments and the characters he really likes. And he's asking me if it's like realistic to what Baltimore is actually like. And, you know, I've only seen the first season, so I i can't I don't feel like I can chat up chat him up too much because I just physically don't know a ton, but we talk for two minutes about the wire, and finally he's just like, All right, well, you're good to go. Good luck in Chicago and I was just like, Thanks. this whole thing probably lasted i don't know seven or eight minutes, just sitting there on the side of the tollway. And eventually he, the two guys, the the second guy never said anything. Uh, I never got a good look at him, but they get back in their car and they take off. And, you know, 15 seconds later, I turn off my flashers and I pull back onto the highway and I get into Chicago. And so that was, it was just like, okay, I feel good. Like I'm not swerving, I'm not speeding. I'm doing my thing. Like I don't mind having a, conversation about the wire and moving and all that stuff but I just you know on our like whatever this was this was like our 15 or 16 or something of this process I was just like eh, I would prefer it if I could just move along here so that was just like a weird pit stop but it did give me the jolt of anxiety and energy to finish this thing off so i get to chicago traffic's real bad because you know it's way faster to go on lsd but um no 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 u-hauls allowed so sitting there on ninety ninety four, trying to get all the way traffic started right at uh like 35th and then all the way up to damon where i got off but pick up my keys get to the apartment shout out to a friend of the podcast steven for helping me unload and uh had some eritrean food on Tuesday night which if you're curious is just like Ethiopian food which makes sense considering their geographic proximity and uh you know yada 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 we are uh we're here we're good to go um let me uh let me read some ads here and then I have just a little something for uh for afterwards and then uh we'll we'll wrap it up We'll, we'll keep it short today I'm I'm pretty tired from uh from last night happy uh happy birthday, technically tomorrow, but the celebrations last night to uh friend of the podcast h 94 four she's been on. she was one on one of our uh, Chicago episodes last October, I believe you can check her out um, and then also um, friend of the pat- podcast Matthew or matt has never not the uh not Matt Fiedler, but a different Matt from Chicago, who hasn't been on the podcast yet, but we'll, we'll get him on eventually. But they both have their 25th birthdays tomorrow. And they got a trolley, and there was a lot of alcohol and a lot of White Claw. You heard about this White Claw deal? Um, I don't. I had one last night. I don't really remember what it tasted like. I think it was just like sparkling juice, basically. But um, it's got some alcohol in it, I guess. I don't know. I couldn't really taste it. But people love White Claw, apparently. That's all my friends ever talk about. I don't know. I had one can and it was just like eh, whatever, cool. So, I was drinking some Coronas. I hadn't had a Corona in years. I was drinking Corona Light. Had a White Claw. No shots, which was good because I I already I woke up this morning not hungover at all actually, but my stomach was just a little bit like off because um, I didn't I didn't eat anything after all the libations, but had some Dunkin this morning, got right back into my Sunday morning routine. Dunkin, some coffee, donuts, hop on the family chat. And uh it's like I, it's like I never even moved, so um let's read some ads here and then uh we'll we'll have some like closing statements here. Um all right. I know I needed to uh, redo the ad for at least um cuts by Q, but I haven't done anything, so we're just going to improvise. We did, as a reminder, have to update the Home Pride Oregon ad last week with a new phone number, which apparently had been different for months before uh, trustee Steve let us know. But Home Pride Oregon, here we go. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, there's good news. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon, is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider, with inspection services including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor-certified and home inspection-certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate stranglehold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector you can trust, call Steve, here we go, new number, at 541-410-0316. 0316 is my birthday, by the way. Or visit HomePrideOregon.com. That's 541-410-0316. Or visit HomePrideOregon.com. Home Pride Oregon Inspection Perfection. Shout out to the Samson Q2U series, made the move with us. We got both our mics up and ready to go. They've been uh, working tirelessly around the clock to provide that crisp, clear audio quality for both the Bean Town podcast and. Uh, One of our new shows, the White Noise Podcast, created by Matthew Fiedler. Uh, Episode 2 is up. Episode 3 we've recorded. Uh, It's being mixed right now. It should be live at some point in the next day or two, I would hope. Um, But you can check us out there. Um, Again, it's White Noise Podcast, created by Matthew Fiedler and co-hosted by yours truly. Uh, Shout-out to the TV Guide, although... I tell you what, I don't know how much longer I'll be able to keep giving them shout outs because I was promised a year long subscription. And I think, what did I get? Four magazines? I have them in the other room. The last one, as a reminder, I got had Peter Dinklage on the cover. It's the start of April. It's officially been over two months with no TV guide. Um, I moved. I did set up the USPS forwarding, but no sign of a TV guide yet. Um, so I'm, it's starting to sound like we're never going to know if John Goodman ever gets on the cover, if the Connors ever come back, which is a shame now because I'm probably going to get a TV in the next couple of days here. Not that I would have cable, not that the TV guide would be helpful for any of that stuff, but you know, it's nice to know what's on anyways. So, (sighs) Rest in peace to the TV guide. Uh, Last one here. Cuts by Q. Bob and Weave. We all know the hairstyle. We all love it. But how many Midtown... I can't say Midtown anymore. There's no Midtown Chicago. How many Northside Chicago... We're going to have to update this. How many North Side of chicago based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, but different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably... going to have to change this to... One of the better barbershop operations serving Cook County... Chicago land and the entire Midwest. See, that's different. It used to be Baltimore City, Baltimore County, and Cook County. From beehives to bangs, faux hawks to flat tops, and everything in between, call CUTS by Q at eight one five two nine eight seven two zero zero or email CUTS by Q at yahoo.com. That's CUTS, Q-U-T-Z at Q. That's not right. Q-U-T-Z by Q. At yahoo.com. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. I kind of, you know, dolled up the song a little bit. I think it'd be fun to maybe do some. Variations, you know, in classical music, there, you know, some of the big pieces are like a theme and variations. Beethoven does that. Um, there's a really good Rachmaninoff theme and variations themes on a what is it rhapsody by or rhapsody on a theme by Paganini, something like that. It's a classic piece for piano and orchestra. It's really good. But the uh, the theme and variations became common with like Beethoven he would use it for um interior movements of his uh his symphonies he does that a couple of times so and other ones would follow but those are the ads for this week couple two two different points or or topics that I want to briefly touch on Not, neither one is super in depth but um things that are important to note number 1 the iPad gone sad had to return it when I left work which is a shame because there i there are former coworkers in that same office who have left and not that they took their iPads with them, but they didn't like wipe it or anything and they kept the passcode on and if, once you do that, as far as I know, there's no like legal way to override that it's just a brick um There was a person who was in my office and she left right before I got to my old job um and she the whole time I worked there, her iPad was in like my cabinet. And you could turn it on; it still worked like fine and everything. But you needed a passcode, and we never got it from her. And it's still sitting there, and it's just—it works perfectly fine. But you need a passcode, and so me, being the upstanding moral gentleman I am, while I wiped it clean, you know, took off the passcode, all that stuff, um, and it's now in the hand of or hands of Johns Hopkins, my former employee, which I don't think I ever uh, announced on air until now i think one time it was mentioned in a uh interview with hosts of the card combos podcast ryan austin Ligan maybe dropped it but not that i was ever worried about it and people in my office knew about my podcast because i promote it tirelessly and we even for a certain period of time had a director of like marketing communications who was all over you know messaging and pr and that stuff and she listened to an episode she never got back to me about it i guess that means it was just so bad that she couldn't finish it but um yeah but i was i was never into really talking about the job because i don't think it's you know it's not that flashy it's not that exciting it's a paycheck but a lot of a lot of travel so um rest in peace to the ipad rest in peace to tune blast oh man i i had to say goodbye to all my online buddies i'd been playing with for the past you know nine ten months or so sent them a tearful goodbye um i retired as the number one player on my team out of 50 uh level 2322 i think is where i where i ended up when i cleaned the uh, or wiped clean the ipad so it's a lot of time it's a lot of tunes to blast um, but we made it really far so really proud of myself um And it it seems silly and it really is, but, you know, you invest that much time in a game and um, whether it's Angry Birds or Toon Blast or Call of Duty or FIFA and you you make that much progress and you build those online relationships, um, you know, it's it's tough to see that go. So I don't know. Maybe I'll get one of those uh, either on like Prime Day or Black Friday. There's usually like you can get one of those kindles or something for really cheap which is not quite as nice as the ipad but you know i can pay like 30 or 40 bucks for one of those kindles or i can shell like 400 bucks for an ipad and to me it's just like it's kind of ridiculous the difference there so gone but not forgotten the ipad rest in peace we need one of those hunger games things where it shows up in the sky and the cannons boom uh last point is the parking girl Um, so this is, uh, one of the, one of the kind of pillar stories of the podcast lore is the parking girl story. Um, you can physically listen to it. It Came out a little over a year ago, I think mid May or like late April, something like that. 2018, we actually told the story. It's kind of buried in there. What you can also do, though, is go to, there are two other alternatives, um, the year one special, which came out right at the beginning of January of this year, um, I have that time stamped, so you can see, like, at minute 52, here's this story at, like, minute two hours and 14 minutes and 36 seconds or something, here's this story. Parking Girl is one of those, and it's pretty early on in the the special, Um, but you can just go click around, and it's in the description, um the different times and what they correspond to. So you can find it there. You can also, though, literally go to the Beantown blog. If you go to beantownpodcast.com slash blog. Again, that's beantownpodcast.com slash blog. Um, It was one of the first things we ever did. We did like a Beantown uh, throwback where I literally just, and I have only done this with one thing. I might do it for another one soon. But I took, you know, the classic story of the parking girl and I put it into text. So for any of you deaf listeners out there, you can read it. But um, I think it was mentioned about a month ago that we matched with Parking Girl again on a new app. I think this was the third time we had matched. The first time was what led to the infamous story. The second time, nothing ever really happened. And then the third time, we, uh, we we follow each other on Instagram now. So we've been talking a little bit. There were talks of getting together together. Um, but it never really materialized and I never really pushed for it. Um, and she wasn't, you know, that jazzed about it. So it's was like, whatever. Well, my last night in Baltimore, which was a week ago, last Sunday night, um, there were some increased talks, uh, making a push for her to come down. I told her I'd help her park or I'd, you know, show her where you don't have to parallel park because that's her kryptonite, um, but, you know, it's just she lived so far away, you know, like half an hour that it just the urgency was never there. And it was my last night. And it was I was never like, oh, my God, you have to come down and do this. So, you know, without that flame of of urgency, I wasn't flaming at the time. It was just it never quite came together. And, you know, a week later, I'm at peace with it. I so I if you know the, the parking girl story, we did make eye contact once she drove up when I was sitting at the uh the the brew house number 16 which closed six months ago but um and she was there but she couldn't park she just couldn't park and um that was the lot first and last time we ever actually saw each other so parking girl you're you're a legend and I'm sorry we never got to spend uh more time together or any time together so, that's kind of the that's kind of the, the closing chapter on the Parking Girl story, one of the classic Beantown Podcast uh legends. And uh yeah. Stories close on Beantown or on Baltimore, but we'll still be the Beantown Podcasts because then people will be like, uh, oh he's cool. He's he's from a different city, you know? Beantown Podcast, but now he's in Chicago, he took it with him, that's dedication. That's what people like to see. They want to see loyalty. They want to see dedication. They want to see someone who's not afraid to keep that podcast going, even when it's objectively terrible. And isn't that really what the holidays are all about, Charlie Brown? Okay. Well, I am going to finish this up, upload this here. I got to go to Aldi. So I went, I have a grocery store that's uh, block and a half away from me, it's great. Devon Market, um, name-dropping. Got a lot of my groceries there. There are a couple things I couldn't pick up. Um, they didn't have them there, so I'm going to take a saunter to Aldi. It's a little under a mile, so a little bit of a walk, but it's okay. I got nothing else going on this afternoon. And then friend of the podcast, former roommate Sean, giving his graduate recital tonight up at uh, Northwestern. If, if anyone around, is around on the north side and they're looking for an 8.30 Sunday night p.m. Uh, concert, Let me know, because you never heard trombone like this before. So, Thanks to all the beaners out there. Don't forget, you can always email us, BeantownPodcastYahoo.com, and we already spelled that out for you earlier. Don't forget to uh, follow the blog, BeantownPodcast.com slash blog, or just visit our website. We would love to hear from you at BeantownPodcast.com. We're on Twitter at BeantownCast. Facebook, uh, QDF Presents Beantown Podcast. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for... uh, who's been you know, checking in on me this last week during the move. Everything is uh, it's getting there. The apartment's almost unpacked, but we made it unscathed. Uh, muscles are recovering and getting settled in here uh, on the north side. So in gorgeous Rogers Park. That's all we got here from Beantown Podcast for Sunday, June 9th. Uh, next week is Father's Day. And you know what that means. We're going to have to break out the old guitar. And, uh, well, if you listened to our episode last Father's Day, you know we did a little song. And I'm thinking it might be good to bring that back. Just a little teaser for all the beaners out there. All right. You have that to look forward to. Be kind to one another. Again, that's Ellen's thing, but I kind of figure, you know, in 50 years who's going to be more famous. So I'm, You know, bet on yourself. That's what... That's what Fred VanVleet would say to do. Go Raptors uh, and go Bruins tonight. Game six of the Stanley Cup final. That's all I got. Take it easy. Go Cubs. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next week for Father's Day.